We do it again this Tuesday. Uh, we take a look at what's happening in the small business ecosystem. And today we are honing in on the uh, township economy, in particular the informal retail uh, segment of it. Now, Zande Africa will uh, next week launch uh, their advanced hypermarket facility, uh, specifically developed uh, for the needs of uh, SA's informal uh, retail market. It says that uh, it wants to support the uh, growth and development of the Spaza shop industry, which is a 40 billion rand cash market. And they're going to be boosting entrepreneurship in our townships and in our communities. They're going to be offering credit, uh, uh, Uber type delivery model of a stock and inventory, in-store withdrawals, free Wi-Fi and a money market kiosk and a showroom uh, for some of the discounted goods that these retailers are going to have on offer. And just to place this in context, um, I think Zande Africa plays in uh, a space that uh, increasingly uh, is uh, becoming occupied by even some of the larger retail players. I think about uh, what's happening with YouSave and some of the Kasi uh, uh, kiosks and even the likes of Pick and Pay and some of these uh, big retailers that uh, for a long time have been trying to think about how do they navigate and play in this uh, 40 billion rand strong cash market. And it seems here that uh, Zande, in creating many of their relationships with uh, Spaza shop owners, uh, 1,400 of these, or, uh, or just over 1,400 of these, has uh, certainly uh, given them uh, some uh, first-move advantage in uh, making this particular foray uh, into uh, the uh, informal retail market in many of our townships. And uh, one of the gentlemen who is responsible for much of the work that Zande has done in the recent while is the co-founder of uh, the uh, platform and this, its CEO, and that is Sian Dutella. Sia, good evening to you, my brother, and welcome to Metro FM Talk. Good evening, uh, Ayabonga. Sportive, I must say, I guess Zande uh, was, since then, has certainly grown in leaps and bounds. Uh, but for some of the people who might not be familiar with what Zande Africa does, uh, I did try and introduce it somewhat uh, in my introduction here, but I uh, probably did a shoddy job of that. Uh, just briefly explain to us. Uh, yeah, so basically, uh, we are in the business of uh, making sure that Spaza shops uh, in South Africa, in the township specifically, uh, are serviced uh, through goods and through a form of credit line. As we know, every business that's out there struggles with working capital. And, uh, you know, we ask ourselves to say, if these guys are moving 40 billion worth of goods, why is it that they are not afforded the same terms like the big uh, uh, retailers that are out there? You know, and we just see that the informality of them makes them uh, kind of um, you know, uh, not visible to, to the banks and even some of their suppliers. So we, play, we, we are in the space of bridging that particular gap by offering credit, by offering delivery, uh, by having the right product at the right time in the right uh, quantities. And, and, and Zia, I mean, talk to us about your, your um, partner or customer acquisition strategy here. I mean, uh, the last time I spoke to you, I don't think uh, you were hovering around uh, 1,400 plus Spaza shops uh, that you work alongside. Uh, what has that journey been like uh, to the point now where uh, you're sitting, I guess, with um, something close on a critical mass in uh, yeah. many of the key areas that you're working in? Well, it's certainly been not easy uh, because uh, in this space you probably have to be seen to be heard. So there's a lot of walkabouts that we had to do in terms of uh, the different routes which we do deliveries on. And I think also uh, with our driver app, 
where we uh, get drivers involved uh, to service the townships that they live in. I think that has helped us quite a bit because they leverage on their own social capital to Mm. say, hey, in my street, I know that there's 20 spouses, and I know that I can deliver to those spouses. And and, and here you are, as Andre, saying that you can offer great pricing, including credit. Uh, let me give this a go. So it, it, it's really that partnership with the micro-entrepreneurs, um, uh, the Bucky kind of brigade that's mm. out there. I mean, we see it all the time. If you go to the big retailers and big warehouses, these guys that sit outside with their trucks and, and Bucky's, and I think we, we, we just try to tap into that and formalize it and, and, and make it a business. Mm-hmm. And and talk to me, I mean, about your depot structure here, how you've been organized, because we do know that in the retail sector, uh, in many ways, I mean, if you can corner the distribution element of it, uh, you've really, in essence, cornered your margins. And if uh, you fail to do that, uh, uh, that's what I guess might make whatever retail operation you have more vulnerable to any external shocks. Yeah, yeah. No, most definitely. And, and that's why I think we have warehouses uh, in Amelo and in Nelspreet uh, that are currently operational. And, um, you know, uh, lessons from those two have now brought out what Orange Farm looks like. So Orange Farm is, 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 is basically a 2,000 square meter uh, kind of, um, uh, you know, hypermarket where Esparza uh, particularly can come in and procure his goods that he needs. And not only that, get delivery uh, on demand. So what we looked at is a hybrid kind of model where we're not only looking at servicing uh, as pauses only. Uh, I mean, we looked at church groups, we looked at Amakrechi, we, look, we looked at different people that would require products within uh, the township ecosystem. And we tried then to um, kind of put all of this together under Zande. Mm. Uh, we currently have the bakery section, we have the butchery section, yes. we have a liquor and pharmacy section within those. Mm. This all is, is around the thought process of saying we want to accommodate everyone uh, that uh, wants to bulk purchase, basically. Mm, mm. And, 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 you know, you've got two depots already now. I think you, you have one in Ermelo and uh, uh, where's the other one? Um, uh, the other one is in Nelspreet. In Nelspreet, yes. And uh, already, uh, I guess, in a sense, you, you've tried to corner that market. Talk to us about uh, you know, what, what the third depot here in Orange Farm is going to mean uh, by way of your own penetration into the province of Gauteng and uh, what you make of uh, the informal retail space uh, in this province. And uh, one would think that in Pumalanga, you certainly, I guess, have uh, closed the circle there. What does it look like here in Gauteng? Yeah, look, I mean, as you would know, uh, Gauteng is, 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 is I mean, a, a corridor of vast uh, uh, labor migration. People come into uh, Gauteng almost on a monthly basis in droves and in numbers. Uh, so what it creates is density. So, I mean, in the areas that we're going to be operating in, in Orange Farm, the reason we chose Orange Farm, I mean, it's a young township that's densely populated, uh, and it's underserviced. Uh, and, and we would think that each and every uh, township in South Africa actually has the basic services uh, within the retail sector, and that is not true. Mm. You know, people still travel, uh, you know, uh, horrendous kilometers to actually procure basic goods. And what you're also finding is that there's a lot of informal dwellers who don't have, you know, fridges and spaces mm. to hold goods. Yes. So they're using spazes 
as a form of storage. Mm. And we want to tap into that to say, actually, uh, we want to service that plaza that is in an obscure corner where the big retailers could never get to, but still services those uh, particular com- uh, customers. Mm. And that's really the model around uh, 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 Orange Farm. And how we see the, the, the retail landscape actually growing is that people have stopped shopping uh, month-end with trolley and uh, your kids and wife uh, in, 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 in a car, and you purchase everything you need. I mean, we consume on demand now. Mm. People are buying groceries on a weekly basis, which means that the patterns of, uh, of, uh, of spending have changed. And, and the items and so, are smaller, I would think, as well. Yeah, the, the mm. items are getting smaller. I just think how ridiculous <laughs> it is <laughs> that you have to leave, you have to travel 12 kilometers to buy six eggs, you know, or, or, or uh, 10 tea bags. You know, because that's the space that we are in. I mean, we br- break the bulk where in spaces you can even buy two eggs mm. and one tea bag and ah, consume it at that mother. moment. You lose your kind. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how how fluid that market is so we have to uh, and I think that's some of the things that we've observed on the ground and, mm. and, and this is why we're launching uh, Orange Farm we think that this is necessary for this economy yeah, yeah. talk to me Sia about uh, what you make of uh, the forays that the likes of Pick and Pay ShopRite uh, and many other retailers mass retailers uh, are making into this particular market the partnerships that the likes of Macro are striking up and many other uh, wholesalers and retailers are striking up with the Spaza shop owners uh, does that change your context or change your market or even change the solution you're providing to some of the Spaza shops that uh, you are partnering with in any significant way you know, I think the reason that uh, the big retailers are coming in I mean, I'll give you some context in terms of numbers. Uh, South Africa does about $300 billion in retail sales. 40% of that comes from the informal market. So it just tells you then how significant the informal market is. You know, and, and, and the big guys have realized that uh, you can only have so many re- uh, retail shops uh, in the Fenton or in the uh, uh, lofty areas in South Africa. Mm. Now the, the next frontier is the informal um, uh, sector. So for us, we've, we've, we've realized this a long time ago. And, and I think for us, what really matters is the social capital that we are building on the ground. You know, uh, our innovations are around, uh, you know, what people really need. Uh, Stockfell market is a market that we are targeting aggressively with plans to launch products that are directly, uh, uh, you know, uh, structured towards the Stockfell market. We are targeting churches. You know, we, we want to build that social capital that no one can, uh, can, can break and, and, and really reward our customers. Uh, for, for, for using Zande uh, uh, as a platform uh, so that they get their product. Uh, and, and just to fast forward into the future, uh, an e-commerce infrastructure does not exist in the township. Mm, mm, and this mm. is what Zande is really building. Sure. The ability to say you are using your WhatsApp phone every day, you can order goods from Zande mm. and pick them up at your nearest puzzle. That future is not very far away. So, see, yeah, 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 let's pause there for a second. Are you suggesting to me that um, what is initially starting out as a distribution capability that is uh, about servicing the inventory and other needs of spaza shops, 
Correct. is what you want to morph into uh, the same distribution capacity and even last mile distribution uh, that Correct. would service an e-commerce model like a Take-A-Lot, like a Flipkart, like an Alibaba? Well, we, we, we won't necessarily uh, even service them. We will be the Alibaba, mm. the Take-A-Lot for the township in the FMCG space. So that's really uh, what we are building here. But we understand that things get built in phases. Mm. We are in phase one of actually building that and, and investing in that infrastructure, which can be leveraged later on in terms of uh, uh, the e-commerce capability. Because right now, as I say, I mean, the, the, the e-commerce kind of uh, thing in the township, it, 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 it's non-existent. Uh, and it's not to say people don't want it. It's because the infrastructure is not there mm. to fulfill the orders, and we uh, and and sponsors are in, uh, like a, a very pivotal part in that strategy of driving value into the sponsors. So imagine a case where you can just order your goods and pick them up at your nearest uh, mm. sponsors, and they will be there. Sure. So that's the interaction that we're really building, but slowly, slowly, uh, and that's what we're building uh, for the townships. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me about, uh, I guess you know after next week's launch, uh, all of this offering that you, I mean, it's the customer credit, it's the sort of inventory delivery model, it's sure. in-store withdrawals, which are a major sure. thing. And uh, we often assume that everybody uh, has access to an ATM within, you know, 500 meters of them. And uh, in many of our townships, that actually isn't the case. Um, and even this idea of a money market kiosk. Um, so, yeah. so in a sense, you know, this is not just about uh, a freight and a logistics offering. In essence, it's also about uh, a value-added and end-to-end retail offering. Correct. And, and, and this is what we, we, we are trying to say, that we want to also upgrade some of our sponsors that we're working with and give them the same kind of technology platform that we are leveraging. Why is it that in a spaza you can't be able to purchase bus tickets? Mm. You can't be able to purchase plane tickets. The same kind of offerings that the big retailers have this is what we want to prove to say, actually, uh, spouses need to modernize and, and we want to walk them through that journey uh, using the same technology that we have built. So this, it, it, you are right by saying we want to provide an end-to-end kind of experience for the customer. For us, it's always around the customer to say, it, it, I mean, gone are the days of taking two taxis for you to service banking services, mm-hmm. I mean, to, uh, to access banking services. So, so, so we want to really cut off the traffic and, and make sure that you get your services where you live. Mm, it's a fascinating, fascinating model that you've built here. Um, uh, just before, uh, I guess, uh, we get to the tail end of our conversation here, Sia, I, I want us to talk briefly um, about, you know, um, just, you know, some of the customers that you serve. Paint a picture for us of the ecosystem. When we talk about these sort of just under 1,500 spaza shops that you've managed to retail, Give us a sense of who, who are these people? What is the story of uh, many of the entrepreneurs that you know, are, are sitting behind many of these businesses? What are some of their pain points? Uh, because more importantly, I think for many of the people who are listening into this conversation, that's something you often and very seldom hear uh, yeah. from uh, uh, be it policymakers, be it the media or anybody else. Uh, it's often times we speak about the spaza shop industry and we say 40 billion rand in cash as if it's a faceless and a humanless kind uh, of, uh, uh, of um, I guess, environment. Uh, talk to us about some of the, uh, these businesses that you work with and also some of the more, I guess, notable, notable and uh, uh, other experiences that uh, are worth recalling and worth remembering. 
Yeah, I, I think for, for me, these are some of the people that I respect, uh, you know, the most in terms of business people. And I'll call them that because most of the time they are they, they, they placed in the background as if they, they are not business people, but they are. Uh, I mean, I'll give you an example. Uh, if if you're a successful spaza owner, you need to be waking up, you know, by 5 o'clock you should be up uh, because your customers have already started, uh, you know, their day. And you probably have to close your shop uh, around about 10, 11-ish, uh, and some even later than that. So you can imagine how many hours you're standing doing the same thing over and over and over. So it requires some level of discipline. It requires some level of, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know, there, there must be something more. Uh, there, there has to be the passion for it, for, for doing it, because retail is not an easy game. Uh, it's high volumes, low margins. That's the space uh, that retail uh, sits in. So these are the entrepreneurs, and there's plenty, plenty of entrepreneurs that want to enter the space uh, of, 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 of shopkeeping. But, uh, you know, as you said, regulators and even government funders are, are actually not putting up their hands to say, let's help you. Let's actually help you and show you how you can actually do this, not only through access to uh, credit, uh, because uh, money is one thing, but there's also the actual operation of, of, of the shop. So for us, I think that's the kind of impact that we are looking at. But not only that, the creation of micro-entrepreneurs, a guy that has a baki, a lokshini, and wants to actually interact with Zande and, and make a bit of ball for himself as he's carrying on with his business. That's the guy that we want to impact and make sure that he is able to then, uh, uh, you know, feed his family and do everything else that is required. Because once you have that asset, that asset is a tool, and we can help you use it. So I, I guess for us is also the call then to those entrepreneurs and say, we are here at Zande, uh, please check us out. Awesome. Thank you so much, Asiya. I wish you all the best uh, at Zande for that launch uh, next week. And I certainly hope we can catch up with you as you roll out many more other depots across the length and breadth of our country. Uh, but uh, kudos to you and the team uh, for a very fascinating solution that you've built here. And, uh, of course, for joining us this evening and uh, sharing some of the ideas and aspirations that you have for this market segment. That there was Asiya Tutela. Uh, he is the CEO and co-founder of Zande Africa. And uh, they are a, uh, I guess, end-to-end retail platform here uh, offering uh, Uber-type uh, 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 inventory and stock delivery for many of uh, their customers who are Spaza shops, uh, also offering in-store withdrawals, free Wi-Fi, a money market kiosk, and a showroom for discounted goods. Uh, but in essence, building uh, the kind of distribution platform that many uh, of those in the world of e-commerce and retail would dream of. And a uh, fascinating conversation we had with him uh, there. Let's take this brief break now. And uh, as I said, when we started on the other side of this, under the microscope this evening, we're placing uh, the issue of a broad-based black economic empowerment. And this is in the context of some of the remarks that have been made by Khiri Furi, a CEO of Capitec and also Sunday Times Business Leader of the Year. And uh, he says, Lendo Yale P.E.E has not worked because uh, it hasn't helped all South Africans. Unfortunately, it's only helped a couple of people. And uh, we ask ourselves this evening, uh, when uh, remarks like such as those are made, where do we think 
the locus of change rests. I'm going to be joined by Kandi Bai, uh, economist and uh, also the founder of uh, Nascent's uh, Advisory, and he's going to be joining us uh, to take a look at this particular matter.